Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tubby Talk, the show where we talk about video games here in the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. I am, of course, Terry from Terry Leahy Films, and with me as always are the boys. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And they are the owners of this fine establishment where you should come in and eat ice cream and talk video games, just like we're about to. So we decided that um, we would talk about something kind of interesting this go around, which is remakes of classic retro games. So this is like a reskin or maybe a, a new version of the same game that holds the original elements. So what we were saying before the show is basically consider Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong 64 would not count as a remake. However, Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country Returns would fit into this category. So we're going to talk about some of our favorites and some interesting ones and probably some terrible ones. Yeah. So join us and we'll get started. And think about it. Uh, to clarify that point some further, why would Donkey, the original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country be uh, remakes or spiritual success. Well, they're not. They're totally different. Yeah. But Donkey Kong for Game Boy, I would say, is probably a decent remake of the original You're Donkey right. Kong. You're right. Yeah, Donkey that, Kong and Donkey Kong. I yes. would consider okay. that, yeah. I, I was using my term for this as retro revival, where you take uh, things from an old game, take the same gameplay style, and adapt it to a new platform, a new style of graphics, perhaps. But uh, yeah, that totally fits, because they, they took that original Donkey Kong gameplay mm -hmm and enhanced it, added so much Donkey Kong 94, we've gushed about it before. Absolutely. Buy it on eBay. <laughs> Get the original. Yeah. It's important. Or emulate it if you have to, just play it. <gasps> the law. <laughs> and it's funny because Retro did revive Donkey Kong Country. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, the tropical freeze. I am very proud of myself for that. That is very clever. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country Returns is a is kind of a revival of Donkey Kong Country. It's not kind of, it is very much. <laughs> yeah. Down to the, the title. <laughs> down to the music and the title. Like they take a lot of those classic tunes back and the gameplay is very, very similar. I remember freaking out when that game was announced, because it was announced the first thing you heard was the uh, music from Donkey Kong Country showing up, and then Donkey Kong, of course, bursts onto the scene, and Reggie's there, so we're all happy because it was <laughs> it's Nintendo, it's fun. Yeah, uh, that game was actually one of the best-selling games on the Wii, mm -hmm. um, which is, you, you didn't really know at the time, because at the time, there was the, this whole schism going on between oh, yeah. hardcore gamers and the Wii, and, and like the Wii is dance got... and Wii bowling or whatnot, yeah. Exactly, uh, but this was like a real gamer's game that came out and sold really well, um, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. It's great, though, it's really good. There are a lot of great ones, and I would love to hear one from Steve. One that I was thinking of was, I had a flashback to a memory of it. I don't know if it technically counts as a retro revival because it was revived like five years after the original. Uh, maybe six. So uh, remember Pitfall from the Atari? Yeah. Uh, they made uh, a new version, a super version called Super Pitfall <laughs> for the NES, which uh, looking back at old videos of it, which I'm sure Terry will put up right now, uh, it reminds me a lot of Spelunky. Uh, more recent, like, roguelike dungeon-nearing game, dungeon-nearing game, which plays, has a lot of same graphics, piles of gold bricks, there's, like, frogs jumping all around, which are definitely, like, a major enemy in Spelunky. So I'll just, but it plays more like a more platformy style of uh, platformer than Pitfall, more of, like, a, a more, at the time, contemporary like Super Mario Brothers or an Adventure Island. But it was Pitfall Harry, uh, a lot chubbier than he was back in the yeah, original days. he looks days. way different. Like, he looks like uh, some kind of, like, Dr. Livingston, I presume, sort of explorer. Yeah, he looks like old British, old British Bobby from Sherlock Holmes novels or something with the pith helmet on. When, when I think of the Atari 2600 Pitfall, I think of more of just, like, 
a generic radical dude. Yeah. Just like a guy with a shirt and pants running Jumping around. Jumping over alligators in pits, yeah. Yeah. And, and if, and I, if I'm not mistaken, that was remade again for the Super Nintendo. Really? I believe there's a pitfall for SNES. A pitfall for SNES? Maybe that was Super Fit. They were making a super pitfall for well, the if, SNES. Uh, if it was, that would be funny though, an NES game called Super Something, and then when it goes, <laughs> it would be great, and then go revert back to the original. I mean, Super Mario Bros. It is NES, Super Pitfall for NES. Yeah, that's weird. So I wonder what the Super Nintendo one was called, because can, you can't call it Super. Duper Pitfall. Yeah, duper yeah, yeah. Pitfall, I like that. <laughs> Another, even Super. So did you play that one? Yeah, I remember playing it a lot. I did not remember the name of it until you said Retro Revival a few minutes ago, <laughs> and it sparked the neurons in my brain, and I'm like, is that Pitfall? And I looked up and Super Pitfall was a thing. I remember playing it and getting very frustrated because the controls were not very good. Yeah, well, sure. it's probably a little bit better than the, the original Pitfall, which I have been playing on the ColecoVision recently. <laughs> uh, it is. With, with the paddle and the knob? Yes, with the paddle and the knob. Uh, there were numbers? Yes, there's numbers in that. It's a horrible controller. But you can plug in a Genesis controller and it works great. There so you go. That's good. And uh, so I was playing some with that. Uh, very stiff, yes. to say the least stiff. <laughs> yeah, pixel perfect jumps you have to make with this controller that is a knob on a piece of plastic. Yeah. But it, did it, does it work as a fun game or are you just playing it for more like nostalgia? No, it's fun, especially when I'm playing a lot of the other games from that era and like, oh, like I get why this was popular. Like there are different screens happening and there's a level layout. Like whereas most of them were, most of the games on that were single screen monochrome dots that you really had to imagine. Sure. But in this, you're like, that's a crocodile, and that is a, a rope to swing on. Yeah. Rope to swing on, and it made the the, the music. Mm, yep. That's my favorite part of Pitfall. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite retro revivals that I'm playing through right now is called uh, Blaster Master Zero. Okay. Uh, the sequel just came out, Blaster Master Zero 2, which is a terrible title, probably. <laughs> But uh, Blaster Master Zero was kind of a reimagining of the first Blaster Master from the NES. Did you ever play that game? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, so it took that same premise, even the same story, but they tweaked it a lot. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the original story of Blaster Master is that a little boy has a pet frog, and the pet frog jumps out of his house and down a hole. And the boy jumps down a hole and lands, like, it looks several stories down, and finds a giant tank. And then the next screen is him holding a helmet as he gets into the tank. <laughs> And then he's in, he's Blaster Master. Ah, but That's then the, basically this revival uh, takes that story and makes it animes it up. Like instead of being a little kid, he's like a anime scientist, and he finds this frog, and he's got superpowers. Um, but they they put a lot more text into it, and it's actually got a decent story. They turned Blaster Master into a decent story. Good. Uh, but most Good. most importantly, like the game's all about like uh, exploring these different levels that uh, it's like a Metroidvania before Metroidvania was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of really interesting upgrades in it. Uh, the jumping tank. You're a jumping tank, uh, and, and the jumping tank can get a hover, it can get a wall dash, it can, uh, nine different guns to put on it. Uh, it's really neat. Wow. And the remake, is it is it fun? Is it faithful? It's faithful and fun, yeah. It, it, the, the gameplay, it takes everything great about it and then adds a couple of modern niceties to it. Like, being able to use shoulder buttons is really nice. So like got, switch weapons or whatever? To switch weapons, and one of them, which is one of my favorites in Retro Revivals, uh, it locks where you're facing, but you can move around still. So if you want to aim to the upper left, but move backwards and forwards, oh, it's cool. like strafing. Uh, so you, yeah, oh, nice. you start aiming, you hold the button, and then you A you word stand. that all of us only know because of like reading instruction manuals of, of, of first-person shooters. Plus <laughs> I in particular, yeah. Yeah.
How many people use, got extra vocabulary points for using that when you were like in school? Yes, uh, I would say strafing, scrolling. You know what I'm saying? Scrolling, yeah. except for video games. Respawn is a big one. Yeah, we were we were looking we at had a conversation about that recently. Yeah. Yeah, respawn is from games. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's either games or Tron, which is game inspired. That's true. So that's what and also a game. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm only going to talk about weird ones, I think. So <laughs> the first weird one that um, is super interesting is Battletoads had a remake on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's the same game. It's called Battletoads in Battle Maniacs. Secretly, it's just Battletoads NES again, <laughs> but with way cooler, more, uh, more fun graphics and style. It looks more like a comic book instead of like the little pixels that you were. But the and it's really hard, so of course I could only play the first two levels. But the first two levels are pretty much the same as, as the other ones, except a little bit better. Like the animations where they punch and they hit someone, it just looks much better. And uh, I think you play as different toads too. You play as Rash and Pimple. Yes, instead of Zitz and Rash. Instead of those two, right. And uh, Pimple's fun because he's much bigger, but there, yeah. there's, there's crazy moves. And there's uh, like a giant stone pig that comes in, but you're still against the evil queen. You still come in on those ropes in the second level and turn into different things. It's, I mean, the first level I played over and over and over. It was always such a blast. But of course, couldn't get past that freaking jump like thing <laughs> of level three. But boy, did I enjoy it uh, while it was going on. But that that one's just magnificent as far as taking an exact thing and kind of reskinning it and just making it look and feel better. It's a wonderful, faithful uh, adaptation. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys wouldn't like it because I know you're the one who who can get through Battletoads I, in a single life. I know. Not in a single life, but he's so, almost almost beaten it, right? I can get to the penultimate level, the 11th level, um, but I have never gotten past it. And one of my life goals is to beat Battletoads. Uh-huh. He's been working on it a lot recently. Yeah, I haven't played it a bunch recently. I love the original Battletoads. Like, it's really good, really solid controls. And Battle Maniacs, I played some of. I rented it mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially back then, SNES games were like sixty, seventy dollars. Yeah. Sometimes eighty dollars. The RPGs were like eighty bucks. So like, yes. I remember Super Nintendo times. I did not have a whole lot of games that I owned, uh, but I rented that one a couple times. And the graphics are wonderful. Like the presentation, just like a reimagining of those first couple levels. It does veer pretty wildly after that. Like a lot of the levels are really different. Um, there's this. I remember uh, uh, this whole level that is based on being on a chessboard and you're flying on chess checker pieces. It was chessboard and all. It, it's I remember that from the back of the box. I never yeah. made it. I've never seen that stage either. Yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. In terms of gameplay, I thought it was a little worse than the NES. Um, and it, one of the trade-offs for having big, beautiful, chunky characters is they take up more of the screen. And uh, just the action is a little more cramped. Uh, and it felt a little less responsive. But, um, you know, no big complaints. Like, yeah. it's good. It's, it's beautiful. Like, I never played through that game either. And it's, it's one that now that you're talking about, I'm like, man. Now I know the original Battletoads really well, really recently. How far I can go you get back. this one? Yeah. 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 And it had a, I mean, I thought the title was weird. Battletoads in, in Battle Maniacs. Maniacs. Like it was an episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. And hopefully, hopefully, they're coming back for another game. But so far, all they've done is show up in Killer Instinct. <laughs> I mean, which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze Speaking at. Speaking of retro revivals, Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Is that retro? Yeah, I would say that's retro. It's still left and right. There's no... But it happened five years ago. <laughs> but the original happened 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> that's, that's a joke I was trying to make. Yeah. It seems like it just came out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're old. But, but yeah, that, that was the, the, the Nintendo 64, the Ultra 64 at the time. And that right. one of the big games that it was going to launch with was Killer Instinct. And look how amazing it is. Killer Instinct Gold. 
Yeah, well, that was what uh, the sequel was that came out on the N64. So before any of them came out, they were like, Killer Instinct is running on the Ultra 64 hardware in the arcade, check it out. And then they ported that to the Super Nintendo. Um, which is much lower fi than the arcade didn't was. Didn't know that. And then they're like, when the N64 comes out, it's gonna look just like that, and it didn't look no. just like no. <laughs> um, but they made Killer Instinct Gold was the sequel, and then they made Killer Instinct Two in the arcades. I think that came out on the Super Nintendo too. It was very confusing actually. Yeah, there was like a like a dinosaur hunter type man that showed up in it, and I remember he Turok. represented two. I, that's it, right? what I want to say. <laughs> that's what I want to say, but no. Yeah. Another weird remake, uh, A Boy and His Blob, was That's remade right. for uh, for the Wii. Yep. And it playable. Who, and who the <laughs> hell was clamoring for that one other than me? I was so excited <laughs> when it came out. Because the first game, the one on Nintendo, you can do nothing. Yep. You can ride a rocket and die. You can jump in a hole and die. You can, And then you can just throw jelly beans at this guy. And they took the exact same game and, and made it better. Except you're, you're more of a kid now instead of a teenager through the gross cities of like New York City. <laughs> so, oh, Blabalonia is actually where you Blabalonia. are. So did you like uh, the revival? I did. I liked it very much. It I, looked I didn't finish straight. it. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And I was really happy it existed. And they kept the core things that mattered to me. And I think that's kind of one of the things that's most important. Uh, but yeah, those are two weird ones. Yeah. Gentlemen? <laughs> cool. Well, I have one that's uh, slightly, it's not a direct line from the original to the uh, revival, but I would say Geometry Wars was a pretty good revival of the oh, asteroid-style genre, right. genre of gameplay. Yeah. We have a lone ship, and you can rotate the ship uh, 360 degrees. You can fire at uh, enemies coming from any direction. Twin-stick shooter. And one of the uh, key things that make it asteroid-like uh, are that when you hit um, an enemy, depending on what uh, phenotype it was, it would shatter into different pieces or split into two or split into five or change its attack patterns after it's hit once. And so added like like another level of gameplay on top of the standard shoot asteroids until they're space dust. Because now you have uh, different geom different uh, geometrical shapes that will fight back. Yeah, it's uh, one of the main things about it. Geometry Wars is really good, particularly Geometry Wars Two is one of my favorite games. Like this might be in my top ten. Wow, Geometry Wars Two is so good. It's definitely one of the games I've played the most of, which is not like designed to be an eighty-hour RPG or something like that. Yeah. Like. We've spent, I've spent hundreds of hours, because it's, it's primarily a score chase game, the second one. Yep. But they make the, uh, the mechanics are just intricate enough that you'd have to take time to master them. But not so hard that you can't uh, beat all your friends high scores. It's really good couch co-op. Like you could play up to four people um, and everyone was a different color and you could either do co-op or versus, depending on what mood you, like, mood you were in. And I remember sometimes like just being able to switch it up. Like if you're playing with a little little kid, mm -hmm. say we're co-op. You get my back. I'll help you out. It's it's a lot of fun. So yeah, Geometry Wars is awesome. Cool. Um, another one that just come to mind, uh, which is a spiritual retro revival. I don't know if we talked about Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. So, Bloodstained is by the. One of the creators of, uh, of the Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Okay. Okay. The legendary yes. title. Uh, Iga. Koga uh, Igarashi. Yes. And uh, he left Konami and was like, I'm going to make a new game like that. that uh, a new Castlevania. He calls it an Igavania. It's a Metroidvania. Um, <laughs> but uh, they did a Kickstarter, raised all this money. That game isn't out yet. Maybe by the time this is up, it's out. It's, but, it's due out in the summer of 2019. Yeah. One of the uh, the bonuses that they met uh, for, for the Kickstarter was that they'd make a retro revival game 
as a palate cleanser. So Ooh. they eight, made eight bit this style. an eight-bit style, basically Castlevania three style game, uh, only better. Like it's have you? It's did you really, play Curse yeah, of the I played through it. It's, it's amazing. Curse of the Moon is awesome. So the whole point is uh, you're going through. You you acquire these different characters that you can switch on the fly. Like mid jump, you can switch from vampire hunter with a whip to old man wizard, like in the middle of a jump. And you need to sometimes. Um, it's really tight, and uh, they do speed runs of this already. Like this is already on like games done quick. Like, and I hope they keep doing it because it's really fun to watch. Cool. Yeah. So uh, if you want to play something that's like Castlevania three, one of the best Castlevanias, like the old style NES ones, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. It's on everything. I think it's on uh, the Switch. Uh, Definitely on Switch the, for PS4, so an Xbox, Xbox PC, One. Uh, Xbox it One. It might be on PC even, um, but it's beautiful. It, it's definitely on PC. It looks like it could have run on an NES, mm -hmm. and it's great. But the frame rate's a little bit better, and everything's a little bit smoother, but it stays very true to 8-bit style. Yeah. I tell you, you, you got me thinking while we're talking about blood and guts and stuff like that, um, and having the same controls is uh, on GameCube, a Resident Evil remake was made, Ever. and it's great except it has all the problems that the PlayStation 1 does because you still have tank controls. So they kept all of that, but they made everything look much, much nicer. And it's a great game. I remember when I sold it, when I went through my period of no more Nintendo, uh, it, it, I got a pretty penny for it. Yeah, it was like, this is a pretty rare game. It's a tough one to find now. But it's, it's, it's awesome. And apparently, I, don't, I haven't played it, but you guys may have, Resident Evil 2 got the same treatment, except they went from PlayStation to PS4. Yeah, they did. It's like a them. massive upgrade, but supposedly it's faithful and wonderful. Yeah, they, they added a lot to it, from what I hear. Like in a good way. Like they take that original game and then tweak things or add things that either didn't fit back then, or they it didn't make sense on the hardware or the amount of coding they, they totally, time they had. But yeah. totally overhauled the controls. Right now, it's like Resident Evil 4. Style like seven-ish style, yeah. uh, but third-person because uh, seven was all first-person. Which I didn't even realize. I played through that whole game, and then seven someone was, was like, first person? "Yeah, it was." <laughs> and right, I played through it, and then afterwards, they're like, "A first-person game is a first for the series." I was like, it, "What? Wait, it was." Oh my god, I don't remember that at it's all. It's first-person. Yeah. RE4 was was when they introduced where Leon would go like that, and then you could see over his shoulder and the camera would come in. And I love that. I've loved that since Jet Force Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> Remake that one. Yeah, Jet Force Gemini would be an amazing one to bring back. Ugh, I wish. Ah, oh, man. But at the end of the episode, we have to talk about our hopes and dreams for, for <laughs> remakes for reskins. So Resident Evil is one, and then uh, we'll go straight up the, up the middle with this one, which is um, the Game Boy Advance had a bunch of remasters Oh my god, actually, let's go back even further. I would say Super Mario All-Stars might be the first example of this. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because, um, you know, I didn't have the one that had With World, which some people did, but I had the regular one. But yeah, even the, I remember playing the original Mario Brothers that I had played a million times, and just the fact that it looked different got me right back in and wanting to play more and more. And of course, we got the Lost Levels. Yeah, I remember that. That being the big selling point was like, the first time the Lost Levels are available in America. You didn't even know it was a thing, but now you know it's a thing and you want it. And, I and then you don't want it anymore because it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they did it again when uh, Game Boy Advance came out. The One of the first launch titles was a new version of Super Mario 2 where everything looked a little bit better. Yes. And that was really enjoyable uh, as well. And boy, I think they, I think, 
And the Mario World came out as well. They had, but I think that was the same. They had horrible titles for them. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers Two America was called Super Mario Advance. Yep. For the Game Boy Advance. So then they released. I think the next one was it World. Yeah, yes, it was, World. Yeah, so Mario, yeah, World was the next one. Yeah, Super Mario Advance Two. So it's Super Mario Advance Two colon Super Mario World. Yep. And then they released Super Mario Advance 3, which was Mario Brothers 3. Yep. <laughs> and then, wasn't there Advance 4 with Yoshi's Island? Yeah, and Yoshi's Island was one of them. Like, yeah. And they messed all the numbers <laughs> up so that it made no sense. It was horribly frustrating. But we were playing Mario on a handheld, and yeah. that felt great when it was on the SP. The original Game Boy Advance <laughs> almost made me blind. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at uh, videos of like all the, the different revisions of the Game Boy Advance, and I definitely played the SP the most. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I, lately I've been playing the Micro. Oh! Did you ever have a Micro? No, I didn't. Very few people did. I knew it's, of it. It's, it's too small. So tiny, yeah. It is too small, but it's neat. It's got a really bright screen, but it's really tiny. It's like the size of an Advance cartridge or something? It's the size. It's a little bit smaller than an NES controller. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we spent... I mean, in the Mario world, we spent uh, uh, some time, and then we went to 3D, and then Nintendo DS comes out, and all of a sudden there is a new Super Mario Brothers, which I would kind of classify as a remake. Yeah. Wholly original game, but they went back to a side-scroller, which was very interesting to do in that specific time, and it crushes. That game is fantastic. They get rid of some powers, but they give you some new powers. We're talking about new Super Mario Brothers. Indeed we are. Which continues Nintendo's uh, terrible naming schemes when it comes <laughs> to a lot of these games. New Super Mario Bros. Wii was the next one, right? New, yeah, well, there's New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Wii. New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. And now there's New Super Mario Brothers Wii U for Switch. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's New Super Mario Brothers U on Switch. It's U. And then uh, there was New Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, which they made on the 3DS. Uh, which is really good. That's probably that was like the coin chase one, right? Coin yeah. Crazy, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that one. That's right. Um, but they they all continue to say new Super Mario Brothers. But you're right. Like it took that original Mario mm -hmm. like gameplay and uh, added a lot it, of yeah. cool stuff. Uh, made it less stiff. It was nice to go back. Added wall jumps. That was really nice. 2D wall jumps for Mario was pretty neat. Yeah, I, it might it have was been wonderful. The first time he had 2D wall jumps. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, he could wall jump in Mario 64, and I think that's where it came from. Right. 2D. 2D, yeah. <laughs> 2D. Yeah, Mario 64 is definitely the first wall jump. Um, but uh, yeah, those, those were really neat. Uh, then also, you're talking about the DS. I thought you were actually going to come up with uh, one of the launch titles of the DS was Super Mario 64 DS. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they changed a lot in that. Uh, they, they added, you actually start in that game as Yoshi, and yeah. you have to find Mario, and Yoshi can use his tongue and it's weird and sort of jank, uh, but it gets weirder because you can find Wario yeah. and Luigi and unlock those two as well. Yeah, there's four playable characters in the game, and you go through the whole thing using a D-pad or the Nintendo DS boot thumb strap. Yeah, I didn't make it through the game. Uh, and I think it was because the of, controls were hard. I think so, yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do it, um, which is a bummer. Yeah, now that we mentioned on the portables, like the Mario's really got a lot of love re-released happening. Like there was never, come to think of this, there was never an original Mario game on the Game Boy Advance. It never happened. Interesting. Game Boy Advance only got remakes. Game Boy Advance. It did have an original Sonic game though. It did. I thought you were gonna bring that up. That's Sonic, all, yeah. Sonic Advance. Then that was considered one of the great ones, right? Which I believe- But not so the sequel. Yeah, right. the, the sequel was kind of, that was the one when they had a bunch of, like, Flame the Cat or something like that. 
Was there was that, a was Sonic Advance 2. Blaze the Cat, I mean. I think that was a different one. It was, it was one of the advanced ones. Blaze oh, okay, was then yeah, Blaze was in that. But the first one, people liked, and it was the, um, it was modern Sonic on a side scroll. Oh, weird. So, like, long legs and... Mm -hmm. yeah. And Knuckles and Tails were in it, too, I think. But, like, stick with the theme of Retro Revivals, it was kind of an advanced version of the Sonic, the Hedgehog gameplay, but with new Sonic with lock-on, and uh, it wasn't as successful as, like, New Super Mario Brothers mm -hmm. uh, in accomplishing what it wanted to do, which make you feel like Sonic, but Sonic just has weird long legs for some reason, but it, it, it was good enough. Good enough for them to make a few sequels. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool how a lot of those games, they, they seem to aim for this nostalgia sweet spot where, um, you know, it's as good as you remember, which is not how the game was. It's like trying to play <laughs> upon your memory, right? Because, like, your memory has got these rose-colored glasses, uh, and you go back and play some of those old games, you're like, this is, this is not good. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're, they're trying to play off that, you know, this is the game I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, in, like one of the more recent retro revivals, uh, Layla and... What was it? Ukulele? Yeah. Oh, ukulele. Yeah. yeah. Ukulele, I'm sorry. Where it was a, a, a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie yes. by some of the same developers with the same gameplay style, which was collect a bunch of stuff. And it was interesting to see a lot of people's reactions because super fans of Banjo-Kazooie played this game and were like, oh, it's just collecting a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Why did I like this so much 10 years ago? Because of Jinjos. <laughs> But the answer was, in a lot of cases, because you played it when you were like 10 yeah. or 12, and it held a special place in your heart. But the gameplay wasn't revolutionary at the time. It was very fun, very polished. But uh, it doesn't necessarily hold up uh, We look at it through uh, adult glasses. You know what they're going to, if anyone pulls it off, they'll make a ton of money if they manage to make a retro revival of a GoldenEye that lives up to memory. Because oh, the game does luck. not. <laughs> the game does not at all. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if you captured that, that essence, then people are like, this is just like I remember it. That's a system seller right there. Yeah. Where we figures that out. Oh, that's, that's your killer app for the HTC Vive or whatever. There is a title that I think has the most successful and best remakes. Maybe not always commercially successful, but certainly critical. And it is right on the wall right there. I think oh, Mega wow. Man X <laughs> is the best remake reskin remaster there's ever been because that is taking everything you love and cranking it up with new system new graphics new everything but it feels like Mega Man still feels the same and um interesting thing about that is Mega Man X we all know and love and that is just widely held as like one of the greatest games of all time absolutely there was on the PSP an upgrade and port of that game which <laughs> very few people have played but I love and I think it's called Command Mission. No, it's it Maverick Hunter. Maverick Hunter X. Yes. And uh, it's got, you know, uh, it takes all like the metal sounds and makes it uh, actual metal guitars and stuff like that. And that's there. Everybody's in kind of like that almost 3D, which works for that game. Um, and it's just a wonderful new version of that game that's so much fun. So that is like, we took your favorite thing, we made it better, and then we remade that thing. And then that whole series is just remake after remake, because after X came Mega Man Zero, which was, again, a spiritual successor. And then Zero <laughs> ZX, ZX to continue it on. And, and now, um, recently, we just got Mega Man 11. Right. Which is, we're going all the way back to the original series, but we're upgrading everything, but keeping it kind of true and adding some new bells and whistles. I know you both have played that game. Why don't you discuss? 
Yeah, Mega Man 11 is is really good. It's a good Mega Man game. Um, the the new wrinkle they add to it is the gear system, which is basically there's two gears. One will uh, if you hold it down, it increases your shot's power, yeah. and the other if you hold it down, it slows down time. I never use the increase your power one. Yeah, yeah like, like why would you ever do that with Mega Man when you can use literal bullet time? Yep. Or yep. buster time, as it were. Because the thing is, when you slow down time, it means you're shooting twice as fast, so it's like you're you're powered up already. Mega like, Man Max Payne. <laughs> yep, it's, it's Mega Man with Max Payne. Um, but they did a really good job. It works really well, yeah. And there's lots of puzzles, uh, especially traversal puzzles that are reliant on using this slowdown system like sporadically. Like you could use it for a couple seconds then it would uh, overheat and you have to wait for it to cool down. Mm -hmm. Or you could tap it and when you're not using it, it cools down a little, recharges some. So there are a few jumping puzzles where if you use, use it perfectly, it was timed to let you get through the entire puzzle with just enough meter to make it through. Yeah. One of my favorite things, they gave him a male voice. Oh, is that the first time that's happened? I gotta believe it is, because in everything else, it is a female voice, and it's very strange. Well, female voice actress. Female voice actress. But I, I, I see what you mean, but yeah, but it was like, like real bad. <laughs> it was, he wasn't that deep this time. He, he wasn't like, I am Mega Man. But it was, yeah, but he, he sounds yeah. like. He, 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 he sounds like a boy named Rock. Exactly. Yeah. And not an anime boy named Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the the level design was really interesting in that. Uh, the 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 weapons were really good. Like each one was fun, and you could charge them, kind of like Mega Man X, to yeah. have a, a secondary ability, which was really cool. Which, added another layer was added on with the charge feature yeah. of the gear system, which again no one ever used. Yeah. It was really good. It had, gave some attack screen clearing capabilities, yeah. like one or two, so it was good for that. That's the only reason I used it. The only thing that was a letdown in that game, the soundtrack. Soundtrack does not have that classic yeah. Mega What's Man. soundtrack? It had Mega Man music in it? It had music in it. I don't remember Super. any of I don't remember any of the music. Like yeah. we we talked about this before. Like there's nothing as memorable as like Bubble Man stage or even like Splash Woman stage from Mega Man 9. I remember all oh, those. wait, you're you're bringing one up though. Is that there oh, there was Mega Man 11, but right before that, after we had been in a foray of a bunch of other things, uh, I think it was on the Wii that did it first. They dropped Mega Man 9, yeah, which was, was just like... It was actually Mega, uh, Xbox 360. Sorry. It's, I only remember that because it was one of the reasons I bought it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, it's new Mega Man. That was so close. Only a decade ago. Literally 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, mind you, we were well into 3D. You know, Xbox yeah. 360 is out. We're doing all sorts of stuff. And what comes out? An 8-bit Mega Man that plays just like Mega Man 2, 3, 4, 5. Looks just like them, too. Six. <laughs> and uh, nine, nine was beautiful. I mean, we've talked about nine before, but that's probably my favorite classic Mega Man. And uh, and it got a sequel. It got 10. It got 10. Way to play those games. All right. And then 11, 10 years later. Yeah. 10 years later. Better than 10. And the last Mega Man thing I want to bring up is there. there is this really adorable one called Mega Man Powered Up. Which is like a little chibi anime Mega Man. That's PSP as well, wasn't it? I think the demo for Maverick Hunter is on it. Oh, or maybe it's the or other way. But I know, right, yeah. I know, I played it, and I was like, "This is amazing." So Maverick Hunter is good. It's very like, good. I'm not, I don't think I recommend I've even it. seen a screenshot of this. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's a pseudo 3D. So it, okay, so it's like two and a half D. Two and a half D. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But with all the stuff that you want, it handles pretty well. And again, you know, for us old timers, having that in a handheld was a big deal. Yeah. To be able to play, you know, the games that we spent hours in front of a CCT TV set burning our retinas, <laughs> to have that in your hand meant meant so much. So that's that's that there's a special place in my heart for the remakes that were on portable 
which I will now include. Uh, <laughs> Ocarina of Time 3DS and yeah. Majora's Mask 3DS. Yeah. That the second one I know there's some slack on the internet about because they changed a couple things and made it easier. Because the N64 one I guess was way harder. They made it better, I would argue. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But Ocarina of Time, that got better graphics. It got 3D. Anybody who bought a 3DS like me, I bought it for that game. And it delivered every bit. And I was right back to, you know, fifth grade playing that game for the first time in, what, 95, 96? Yeah. Scott was two. <laughs> <laughs> He's filming over there. Uh, yeah, another one that comes to mind, actually, is... Uh, some that were not so good, they, they've been trying to make a new Yoshi's Island for, for decades now. They, they brought one out called New Yoshi's Island. What, that was the name? Yeah! It was called New Yoshi's Island on the DS. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, Wait, wouldn't you have been Yoshi's New Island? I thought I had, a, I thought I had the weird naming scheme with that one, bad. too. I, I, that even made me skip. There's Yoshi's Story before that on the N64 that tried to capture that magic, but was not. And it had the scariest, creepiest song in the beginning of that game yeah. ever. Yoshi's New Island. Yoshi's New Island. So Yoshi's New Island, the DS I got, I was excited about because it was like going back I to like... when you got it, that's... I was very excited. One of our friends got it for you for Christmas, I think it was, even on your it birthday. It was like, oh, a new 2D Yoshi's Island game on the oh. DS. This is going to be amazing. And you can switch between different babies. And they'll give you, like, there's a baby Donkey Kong, a baby oh, yeah. Peach. The Star Children, right? I don't remember. But uh, I got, uh, it was one of those irritating games where, um, it, you know, Yoshi's Island is a lot about exploration and finding all the, the, the red coins and the hearts and the flowers. Turning into cars. Turning into cars. Uh, it had a lot of one-way gates in the level design where you'd get through a certain point and you couldn't go back. And if I'm exploring a level, you gotta let me explore the level. Yeah, that's like if, true. Like if the level design was just bad. And uh, what was neat about it, what made it DS was that uh, it spanned both screens, top and bottom. So you could go up and down, um, but it just did not capture that joy. Another one that I heard didn't capture much joy is, uh, and we don't have to go into it, but Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was yeah. supposed to capture a lot of joy and then did, yeah. but then Sonic Mania came out and we were all okay, but we've talked at length about <laughs> ten that. Years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years later. 10 years <laughs> later. They fixed it 10 years later. Yep. Yep. Oh man, uh, one boy I just kind of thought of fits in the same vein as like, especially with Killer Instinct, that's a retro revival. Another one would be uh, Street Fighter 4. Sure. Which came out after, chronologically after Street Fighter 3, but took place before it. <laughs> but uh, the consequence of that was that the gameplay was closer to Street Fighter 2 yes. than it was to 3. Uh, and it had one key mechanic, uh, which was the admin of their focus system, which is a button combination you can use, which kind of like caused like an auto parry. Um, yeah, it lets you absorb one attack, and then you can hit them back and then stun people. Yeah, and uh, it was, but otherwise it's based on the gameplay of Super, uh, Street Fighter 2. Not even like the turbo editions, just of 2. Okay. So, you, like, you couldn't air block or anything like that. You did have, it did have a super meter, but it was very much uh, an old-school style fighting game. Uh, especially after 3 had so many bells and whistles and awesome animation and, like, an awesome parry system. But uh, 4 went kind of back to basic. Mm-hmm in good and bad ways. It also had a 3D presentation, which was interesting. It was good, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was really good, but it was inter an interesting take for that series, uh, direction for that series to go. Did you play Street Fighter 4 at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great game. Like, and it's one that I know the, the hardcore fighting game community loved for, yeah, they for still many love. years. Yeah, even though Five's yeah. Yeah, yeah. been released, they still love 4 because 
it's closer to the classic Street Fighter gameplay. And Five yeah. has a, a lot of controversy on like how it was released and the monetization strategies. How ugly there. Oh, that it came out without a story mode, all that stuff. How ugly Ken is. How ugly everything is. <laughs> But yeah, Street Fighter 4, I thought they nailed the look really well. Like, it took those 16-bit characters that we've been staring at for decades and made them look big and cartoony and fun. Like, you, when you kick Blanca in the stomach, his eyes still bug out like crazy. Like, it's beautiful. Another interesting thing I'd like to bring up about the remake is they weren't always licensed, and some of them are really good. There is a remake of Metroid 2, I believe, uh, that existed another, on the internet. Was it another Samus yeah, or something? AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake. That I watched, uh, I never played it, but I watched gameplay footage of it, and I, and I went deep on this thing, because it's like, how does this exist? So good that Nintendo sent them a cease and desist. Yeah. Because they were having their remake come out, but a lot of people are saying this is was an unbelievable, faithful rendition and remake made by just some guy. I actually played through the whole thing. Whoa! On my PC. It's really good. It's really good. It takes a lot of the gameplay from Super Metroid, which is most people's favorite, yeah. um, and uh, applies that to a game that I'd never played. I never played Metroid 2. It's on Return Game Boy. Samus. It's on a Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, hard, okay, it's hard to imagine playing a Metroid on the original Game Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. yeah, like, the characters are too big and you can't see enough and it'd be weird. But, uh, no, this takes... Your battery dies before you reach a save point, which is why I stopped playing it. Because the first yeah. time that happened, I wanted to throw my Game Boy across the room. But it was all original art and, like, almost entirely uh, redone music and sounds. And, like, they put a lot of work and love into it. And it was available they, free. He. He. It was one person. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, and it, Nintendo did a cease and desist, so you can't find it on the internet, but you can find it on the internet. And you should. Yeah, you should. Or at least tell that guy. At least tell that guy that he did a great job, because that's... It's, an, it's, a, in, it's a masterpiece looking thing that just someone did in their spare time. Like, that is, is just incredible to me. If there's any company other than Nintendo, they would have hired him. Be, well, after, they would have sent a cease and desist, but then hired them right. to make the, the issue game. was, which no one knew at the time, was they were like, hey, Nintendo's being a little more, like, heavy-handed on this. Like, usually they let the fan creations go a little further. Like, what's the deal? It's weird. A couple weeks later, they announced that they are doing their own remake of Metroid 2 mm -hmm. called Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS, which I am playing through right now. Um, oh. And it's, it's really good, really different. It takes uh, the, the game, the, the mechanics are really different, actually. It's all 2.5D. And there's, it's based on parrying. Speak of the devil, of parrying. Uh, it's all about like, enemies jump at you and you hit a parry button and then they're vulnerable. Oh. Um, and uh, it's got free aim, which is totally weird and new for a Metroid game, but uh, I like it a lot. It feels completely different from AM2R. Um, and I'm glad I'm playing them both. It's actually fascinating to see the same game by two different development teams, guy, <laughs> uh, just like through those two lenses, it's fascinating. It's it's so, yeah, if you want like kind of uh, that retro remake experience in two different ways, play AM2R and Metroid Samus Returns. Um, it's good. So let's go into some rapid fire here. Uh, I remember uh, Bubble Bobble got a kind of a remake that was fun and it made it four players and I was like, wow, this really adds to the experience. This makes it uh, much cooler. What was that? Uh, I think it was called like Bubble Bobble Extreme or, or maybe just New Bubble Bobble, <laughs> something like that. But I, I believe the first time it showed up was on uh, Xbox Arcade. Okay. Is where is where it showed up. And, Bubble and Bobble Plus. Bubble Bobble Plus, yeah. Which uh, it was great for that. It was just a new reskin. What do you got? That's cool. Um, one I've been thinking about, uh, the Double Dragon Neon, 
which Ooh. took Double Dragon and it was kind of a sequel, but it really leaned into that cheesy 80s kind of aesthetic. With Skullomania, the, uh, I think that was his name. I forget it was, yeah, not Skullomania. It was something Skull. He had a skull motif, the villain. Okay. And he talked like Skeletor, and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, it really it was called Double Dragon Neon, and that kind of tells you everything you need to know about the game. Sure. Yeah. The Shadow King. I think his name was the Shadow King. But the he Shadow talked like a this. Yes. Oh, like just like in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Right, it was right. amazing. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So one that, uh, one that I just thought of, uh, it was a slightly, I don't know if it counts, but Pac-Man Championship Edition. Sure. Oh, yeah. Which totally, was taking totally. the Pac-Man, you know, eat Doctor and Maze, run away from ghosts, and turning it into a score chase with uh, wacky power-ups. Like, uh, I don't remember if there was a time-slowing one, but there was definitely one that caused uh, Pac-Man to turn into multiple Pac-Men. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just destroy everything. But it was, it was really fun. All the boards had, like, uh, one, like, ideal path to eat everything in order to, like, get the highest score and eat the most dots and avoid the most ghosts. So it, it, it was, it was uh, one of the first games I ever uh, got the 100% trophy on for um, achievements oh, nice. for, on Xbox. Pac-Man had a bunch of them, actually. Like, there was Super Pac-Man. Like, there was um, Pac-Mania. There were a bunch of, of, of Pac-Man. Let's see how we can figure out new ways of it. I'm not including Pac-Man 2 or uh, Pac-In-Time. Or Pac-Land? Pac-Land. <laughs> or that one either. Was that, the, was a, that was the TV show. Well, Pac-Land was a side-scroller. Side Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't But that's what Pac-Man 2... Pac-Man 2 was weird. It was a point and click. We could do a whole episode on Pac-Man 2. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, I actually love that game. But um, in the same vein, Tetris has had a bunch of remakes as well, including a brand new one that's just recent that is so fun. Yeah. Tetris 99 Tetris is fun. Tetris 99, it's fantastic uh, because it's very frustrating. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah, Tetris. yeah, Tetris 99, Tetris. which is awesome. Tetris Worlds, I think it was called, that came oh, out yeah. for on the, all the VR systems. Mm -hmm. That was also cool. Um, you have retro remakes of old games. Like there is a, I can't remember the name. There's a game coming out that's based on OutRun. Oh, the yeah. Old, really? Yeah, the old Sega uh, racing, behind-the-back racing game where you just had three different tracks with three different color sunsets and you follow a curving road. But there's like some kind of successor coming out to that recently. Yeah. Uh, there's also a new Streets of Rage. Yes. A new Streets of Rage oh, game and a right. new Streets of Rage alike. Both being made. The Streets of Rage alike has the Streets of Rage composer making music for it. Mm. And the, the new one is called Streets of Rage 3, like straight up, I yeah, think, Yeah, straight right? up Streets of Rage 3. Good for them. Yeah, and that one's going to be like like 3D, like pseudo 3D, like 2.5D or whatever. And then the spiritual successor is going to be hand-drawn uh, pixel art, I believe. Nice. So there'll be a nice contrast, but there's two revivals of this series that have original creators involved on both sides, and it looks like it should be awesome. So the, the last thing I'd like to do is like these don't exist yet and we all wish that they would. So what are some remakes that you are looking forward to that they have not made yet? <laughs> F-Zero GX. Good oh call. my God, yes. A new f just like even porting F-Zero GX to the Switch would be sufficient. Was like, that amazing. the fastest game ever? I mean, it's the fastest one I ever played. Yeah, yeah I, I could imagine maybe one of the more recent wipeouts might be as fast, but I would, that would only be in response to how fast F-Zero was. And yeah. how have they not done that? That's even more fun. <laughs> well, apparently, I guess the F-Zero series doesn't sell nearly as well yeah, as their other properties. Yeah, thing I can think of. Because they made it in conjunction with Sega, but they're still buddy-buddy. So that shouldn't be the limiting factor. Amusement Vision. Amusement Vision made great games. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, one that I was just talking about with Steve today that I'd love to see... It's called Gargoyle's Quest on oh, the Game Boy. Yeah. Did you play Gargoyle's Quest? But I also played Demon's Crest. It's... 
Yes. Uh, which is an unbelievably good remake and remaster and new chapter. Yeah, so uh, Gargoyle's Quest is a, a RPG that has fights that bear out in side-scrolling platforming sections. And the platforming is really good, really tight. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. You can fly, yeah, and uh, you get upgrades that let your fly last longer, your jump get higher, like the kind of upgrades you really crave. Yeah. Uh, really good, I'm playing through you that right now. You don't mind collecting the stuff. You get crests so you can turn into different gargoyles, including the ultimate crest, yeah. where you can become the ultimate one, which is really hard. <laughs> so yeah, you, you make a, a new version of that, um, I'm, I'm buying it. It's amazing how many games Firebrand, a villain from, a mini-boss from Goblin, Ghost and Goblins. Yeah, has just hands. this red piece of shit that just ruins your day. <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah, I would love to see that come back. I definitely have not had a chance to play uh, Demon's Crest. Oh, you have to. Or oh Gargoyle's Quest. Uh, you can actually play both on the 3DS. Oh, nice. On the virtual console. Did you have one? Uh, I, I never owned it, but I, oh, yes, I did have it on the virtual console. I actually, I never played Gargoyle's Quest, but I was hardcore Demon's Crest. I still sing that game's praises today. And I'll, I'll every once in a while, will play that game. That's one of those I'll revisit once every two years. It's an evergreen, like Mega Man X sort of situation. And the last one I'm gonna talk about, which, which almost got made, and you can see wonderful art, and this is a game that I play probably every, every other year, Chrono Trigger. I don't know how we haven't gotten that, but you can look on YouTube and there are clips of the game that almost was and it's a 3D version of it that's faithful to the art and everything looks right and it's, it doesn't exist. It's fan-made, right? Was it's it, fan-made. Right, and they, they shut it down and... But good God, do I want a reskinned version of that game. Don't change anything. <laughs> this is a good excuse to play it again, but enough of a reason to not just play the original, because yeah. somebody's put love and care into recrafting this for you. Like, That's yeah. why that YouTube video is so important, and I'm sure we're showing it right now. Um, it, like, it is gorgeous. It is someone who really, really cares about getting everything right, and Frog looks better. He looks good, and it's uh, Akira Toriyama did the original art, and it's, it's a pretty faithful 3D recreation of it. Um, however, recently, there was a remake of Secret of Mana. Yes. Yeah that did kind of the same thing. So maybe we're gonna get there. Although there is also supposed to be a remake of Final Fantasy VII that I think they're, is they're, in they're, trouble. They're, they're working on it, it's not in trouble. It's just gonna take 18 years as fitting at Final Fantasy VII anything. On the PlayStation 5 or 6, we'll see. But when you're done with Final Fantasy VII, please go and make Chrono Trigger and just give it to us. We spend so much money. I know they're gonna mess up. Like I don't want, I don't want it to happen. They're gonna mess it up. I, I'm gonna turn play the Super Nintendo one or the DS one and Separate enjoy. Someone to join your party. It's uh, right. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see a sequel. Show me a sequel to Chrono Trigger. They did. I know they did. Make a real one. Okay. Starring who? Starring Chrono. Oh, okay. <laughs> and kill him in the first scene. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Just take, I mean, or like older versions, the next generation. Chrono's like ghost that. would be amazing if that's just, he's just a ghost with your party the whole time. Still mute, <laughs> just yeah. hanging out. Quick, and before we go, a quick question. Is it Marl or Marley? Marl, I assume. I always said Marl. I did too. One syllable. And I assume she had a son with Chrono named Bono. <laughs> <laughs> And it would be awesome.
Anyway, that's going to wrap things up. So uh, do us a favor. Let us know in the comments games that you wish they would make. Imagination is always fun. And let us know the Scars ones that we forgot. <laughs> and let us know the ones that we forgot. Thank you so much for watching another episode of Tubby Talk. We appreciate it. Come here, eat ice cream. Tell these guys your hopes and dreams for future video games. Please. See you guys later. See ya.